Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. you today, worshiping the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. He is our King, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's our Savior, our God, and we give glory and honor to him. <clears throat> Jesus is everything to the child of God. Right. Everything, everything. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 8, we began today our study that uh, we have entitled A to Z and Alpha to Omega and everything in between. He is everything. Alpha, uh, in the book of Revelation 1 and verse 8, Jesus is speaking. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, Amen. the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, yes. which is and which was yes. and which is to come the Almighty. Looking at this one verse, it's all in a capsule here, who he is, what he is. Five different things are emphasized in this one particular verse about who he is and what he is to us. Number one, of course, is he said, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm Alpha and Omega. And secondly, he says he's the beginning and he's the ending. And then he says, I'm the Lord, saith the Lord. He is Lord. If he's not Lord of your life, overall, you're in trouble. And then he emphasized that he was, which was, which is to come. And then last but not least, he says, I'm the Almighty. I'm the Almighty. There's none beside him. There's none compared with him. He is Lord of our life. Lord of our life and, and Lord of our world, regardless of what uh, uh, what the skeptics may say and some of these that are screaming uh, so much today about uh, this world that we're in, the trouble that we're in. The answer is so simple and yet so so needed, and that's Acts 2.38. The Lord is the answer. The Lord is the answer. And so we have entitled our study today, A to Z, and Alpha to Omega. That's who he is. In Revelation 22 and 13, we begin by emphasizing here where the Lord again says, I'm Alpha and Omega, and he emphasizes, I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. I'm the first, I'm the last. So this very fact and this very statement, the Lord says, I'm the first, in the very beginning, Genesis 1 and 1, yes. in the beginning, God, and I'm the last. Revelation 22, where he says, I'm coming. I'm coming back. So this brings to my mind some questions about where does Muhammad fit in? Where does Allah fit in? Where does Confucius fit in? And where do some of these other so-called gods fit in? Because God says, I'm the first. And I'm the last. Yeah. Amen. So if some of you fellas sprung up and says, I'm a God, I was here long before you came around. Right. And I'll be here long after you've left. 
In Revelation 21 and 6 was where we have the Lord emphasizing again that he's the beginning and the ending. And he says, I will give to you that are thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Also in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 8, it tells us, tells us that he died, but he's alive. The angel of the church of Smyrna write these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead, and he is alive. He's alive. He's, we serve a living God, a living God. You know, I wish I'd have brought the notes, but they have the remains of Muhammad, the remains of Confucius, the remains of Buddha, the remains of Muhammad, I believe, are in, in Mecca. I believe it's where it is. And the remains of uh, Buddha is somewhere in Nepal. And the remains of Confucius is somewhere in China. And I don't remember the, the cities where their remains are located. And as you've seen in different places, uh, the millions that will gather each year in Mecca in places where they worship the remains of uh, old Muhammad. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. We don't go to Jerusalem to worship the remains of our Savior. It would be a false and unnecessary trip because we wouldn't find his bones. We wouldn't find his ashes. We don't need to go to Jerusalem. No, no, we can go to MPC on the corner of Central and M Street in Medora, Indiana, and he's right here, Amen. right now. Amen. Amen. Not his bones, not his ashes, not his remains, but he's here in spirit. And one of these days, if we're obedient to his word, we're going to see him in person one of these days. What a day that's going to be. Amen. In uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, is where it emphasizes again that the one that was and is and is to come. The one that was, the Lord, listen to this. I, I know you see it up there. The four beasts that gathered around, each had six wings, and, and they had uh, eyes full of eyes within that they don't rest day and night, saying, oh, you know, I saw something not too, not well, it's been a while ago, I guess, they call this kind of singing we do nowadays, confuses me, quite frankly. But some of the singing we do today, it, it, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't rhyme. And, and they call it 7-Eleven. You know, it used to be there were stores called 7-Eleven. They were scattered all over the country by 7-Eleven. Seven words we sing 11 times over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but to think now, and I've heard so many critics. I've heard some, oh, what's happened to our hymn books? What's happened to our old songs? I like them old songs. Well, help us old folks. Them are gray-headed and bald-headed. Help us old folks to realize we've got some young people coming up. And, and there's spirit in those songs if you sing them in the spirit. Sing them in the spirit, amen. But here's a verse that, that this ought to settle the issue, 7-Eleven or otherwise. Here is the verse that says there are four beasts. They each got six wings. They're full of eyes within. They don't rest day nor night, and they're saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and which is and which is to come. And he started all over again, holy, holy, all day long. 
all night long, 24-7. The Jews have 360 days. We have 365 plus. And I don't know how many there are going to be in heaven, but every day, every day, every day, all that's all you hear. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Mm. I didn't mean to get hung up there, but that sounds like a good place to get hung up. And also in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, listen to this. Now, he's everything to us, folks. He is everything to us. And in this verse, it's emphasized that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is in Genesis, he is Jesus. In Revelation, he is Jesus. And all in between, he is Lord. He is Lord. He is with us here today. He was with us yesterday. He'll be around tomorrow. Whether you are or I am, he'll be around here tomorrow. Amen. And you know, here's one of the things that just blows my mind. He's already there tomorrow. He doesn't have to wait till us. Go to sleep and wake up and drink a cup of coffee or whatever you do, whatever that kind of stuff you drink, to get up tomorrow and say, here he is today. No, he's already there. He's already there. (laughs) Woo! Amen. Amen. Jesus, he is with us today. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, that very familiar, important verse of Scripture that said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. And tomorrow, forever, forever. I want to remind us today that Jesus is everything that we need in our life. There's not a thing that he cannot do for us. There is not a need that he cannot supply for us. There's not a door that he cannot open for us. He is everything. He is everything. Let me check my iPad here. See, I'm running out of time. I'm going to skip this next place because it's too much reading. But in Acts chapter 17, where Paul spoke to the Athenians, and in that he, he, he concludes in verse 27 by saying, In him we live and move and have our being. That's where he looked at these altars, and he saw one to, a, to an unknown God. And Paul said, I want to tell you about him because I know him. I know him. The first time I heard the name Jesus in some foreign language was probably in Spanish, probably uh, in, in Colombia, South America, probably. And since then, I've had the honor of hearing the name Jesus pronounced in so many different dialects and so many different tongues around the world. And and used to be, I get information and literature about those that go around and say, Jesus is not the proper name. That's not the name. That's not the way you say it. That's not the way you spell it. That's not the name of Jesus. Well, hogwash, it is to me. I'm English. I'm not a a Tagalog speaker in the Philippines. I'm not a Spanish speaker in Colombia, South America, or speaking German in Germany or or Portuguese in Brazil. I'm English from the head of my, well, I'm English. I speak English. And would to God all those folks come from the south border would learn English. But anyway, that didn't have to be said. But regardless, regardless of the language, regardless of the pronunciation, the effect and the results are the same. 
When someone is baptized for the remission of sins, according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it's in the name of Jesus. They don't say Jesus like we say Jesus, but they say it in their language. And when that soul comes up out of the water, the effect is the same. Their sins are gone. Amen. He is Alpha and Omega in the Greek language, the first and the last. In our language, A to Z, in our alphabet. Now, I don't know the Greek language except these two words, Alpha and Omega. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing them right or not. I used to say Omega because, you know, that's the way southern Missourian folks talked, I guess. But then I read somewhere it's not Omega, it's Omega. Well, la da it's close enough. But... Anyway, I don't know Greek language, but I do, I do know my ABCs. I learned them when I was about this tall, as you did. ABCs. ABCs. Let's look at our God, our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer in our ABCs. What is he to you? Well, when it comes to A. 21 and 28 of the book of Revelation tells us that the Lord God Almighty, that's what he is. That's what he is. There's only one Almighty. Regardless of the, con of the contradiction by the Trinitarians, that would tell us there are three of them. No, there's only one. There cannot be two Almighties. There's only one. And Jesus said, I'm he. A, a bees? Well, on a bee, I, I, I thought of the word bulwark. Now, there's different words. You probably come up with a different word, but I like bulwark. Isaiah 26 and verse 1 says, We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Now, you heard Pastor some time ago emphasize about bulwarks. It's been a while ago, but anyway, bulwarks, what they're all about. It's safety. It's security. It's to keep us in from all sides of the enemy. We're safe. We, I know we could find some more Bs, but let, let me use my Cs and As. My C, in, in the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus said, I'll pray the Father. He will give you another comforter. That's C in my English alphabet. Comforter, comforter. That's from the Greek word which speaks of one that's called alongside to help us. You in trouble? Just call on Jesus. Amen. I must hurry. D, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to D. The godly out of every of all of out of temptations he's my deliverer i'm talking about jesus in deuteronomy 33 and verse 27 it says here's my e it says the eternal god it's not a god that we created out of our own hands and put in the niche in our wall in the home he's the eternal god he's the one that spoke the world into existence amen He's the one that created us. Praise God. The eternal God is thy refuge. And what about first, I like another one here. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 17, where Paul says, Unto the king eternal, mm -hmm, immortal, uh -huh, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. 
Amen. He is eternal. He is everlasting. Trust him. And in Elf, oh, I like Isaiah 9 and 6 for Elf. Because the Bible there says that his, he will be called, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. He's my Father. Jesus said when you pray, say, Our Father, He's my Father. He's my Creator. Mm. And gee, I like the very fact of who He is and what He is. He's God. As Paul said in 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, without arguing about the matter, and debating the issue, great is the mystery of godliness. For God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed unto the world, and received up into glory. He is God in the flesh. G, G, H, Mama, Psalm 46 and 1. H is help. He's, that's what I see in my ABCs. God is our refuge and strength, a very precious help in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I liked intercessor myself. In Romans 8 and verse 26, 27, and 34, I will read this, I guess. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession. That's number one. For us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession. That's number two. For the saints according to the will of God. And verse 34, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God and also maketh intercession for us. He's my intercessor. Hallelujah. I can call on him at any time, day or night. Mm -hmm. Jay, well, I thought of different things, but I like, I just settle on just judge. He's a just judge. Judge, 1 John 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And let's throw in Revelation 15 and 3. For they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. My God is just. My God is a judge. Amen. The judge of judges. And he is just in judgment. Amen. And K, oh my, what word could we think of that would be appropriate in our alphabet of A, B, C? I think who's who's Brother David or Brother Sister Bev has turned this on here. Yeah. Woo. Listen, listen to some. Now, here's a unique. Uh, I wish I could say it like he says it. The Bible says, My king is the king of the Jews. He's a king. Well, he is. 
The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be at all sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he purifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. I wish I could run, I'd run a little bit. I wish I could jump, I could jump a little bit. But I can shout, he's my king. He is my king. My, my. Now, you know what the fellow's name is that said that? He's a black fellow, obviously, from his, but anyway, I didn't have to say that part. But anyway, you know what his name is? Shadrach Meshach Lockridge. My, my, what a name. 
Somebody the name like that ought to be able to do something like that. He is king. Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge. He's got it locked in. Just needs to get baptized in Jesus' name. But anyway. <laughs> what about, let me see my thing here. Oh, I still got, yeah. What about, uh, that's K in my, in my ABCs. What about L? We know he's king. There's another word connected to that. <laughs> he is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Revelation 17 and 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is. He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those that are with Him, that's us, are called, chosen, and faithful. Amen. Or we could also, there are so many, but one more that applicable to the L's, and that would be Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily. He's the lily of your valley. Amen. In your sorrow, he'll be that bright morning star. He'll also be that lily that will brighten the path for you and direct your steps. And praise him when you don't feel like praising him. And worship him when you don't feel like worshiping him. Because he is our light. He is our lily. He is our Lord. And, and, and M in my ABCs, I, I thought he, he's master. All these go together. King, he's Lord, he's master. In Matthew 8, 27, the, the men marveled, those disciples that were in that boat with him when the boat was going like this and the water was splashing up into that boat and looked like they were going to go down right in the middle of that Sea of Galilee. The Bible says when, when, when they woke up Jesus, he walked to the bow of the ship and he said to that turbulent sea and to the wind that was blowing, shut up, you hound dogs, and get back under the porch. Well, he didn't say it quite like that, but he said, peace, be still. And they quit barking, and the wind quit blowing. And they said, they marveled, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? You got trouble in your life? Come to the master. He can speak peace. Amen. Is your world in a turmoil, and you don't know which way to turn? Come to the master. He'll speak peace to your troubled mind. In We've got to have new life through it in there somewhere in Acts 17 and 28 where Paul says, for in him we live, we move, we have our being. And we could also throw in, it's not, you don't have it, but in John chapter 14 where it says, I'm the, I'm the way, the truth, and I'm the life. It's all in him. If you're not living for the Lord, you don't know what life's all about. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, according to Acts 2.38, and filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, you don't really know what life is all about. But there's something wonderful that takes place when you go down in the waters of center and come up cleansed, and you give your life to the Lord, and God speaks through you in his own tongue and language. He gives you new life. Oh, he's omnipotent. That's what I thought of. Revelation 19 and 6, I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and the voice of many waters and the voice of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia. These are the saints in heaven, if you will, after the rapture, if you will. And John hears them and he's hearing them saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah. Woo! 
and, and, and P, I must go on. P, I thought of priest. He's my high priest. He went to Calvary for me. He went as my redeemer. He didn't take the blood of a goat or a bullock or a lamb. He took his own blood and sprinkled it on the mercy seat of heaven according to Hebrews 9 and verse 12 to redeem me. He is my high priest. Hebrews 4 verses 14 and 15. Seeing then that we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 7, 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He loves you today, friend. He is your priest today. His blood was shed for you today. Q, what in the world could we find that says Q, that starts with Q? Well, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16 kind of sums it up. Paul said, above all, taking the shield of faith, where will you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. What about John chapter 4 and verse 14? But whosoever drinketh of the water of this well is going to thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give you will never thirst. Talk about quenching your thirst. Drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Hallelujah. It'll satisfy your, it'll quench your thirst. Let me put it that way, for the worldly things. It'll quench your thirst for alcohol, for drugs, for dope, for tobacco, for gambling, for lying, for cheating, for promiscuity. It'll quench your thirst for this world because you begin to drink from that fountain that flows from on high. R. Got to throw in Redeemer there. Or I did. Redeemer, Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might, oh my, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And S, you got to say Savior. He is Savior. Matthew 1.21 says, the angel said to uh, to uh, Joseph, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his... You know, Jesus means Savior. The Lord is Savior. He is Savior. He is Lord. He is Savior. And T, we got to say teacher there. He is teacher. John 16 and 13, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you, he will teach you all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He is the greatest teacher you can have. Amen. And if you want to learn a good education, read his book. He, he, has, he has compiled the greatest book that anybody could, could, could read. From Genesis to Revelation, he's the author. These fellows, Moses and, and Daniel and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Paul and Peter, and they're just the, the, they were just the secretaries. They just wrote what he told them to write. They were in, it's a God-breathed book, as Paul put it. I believe it is, or Peter, any one of them fellers. Anyway, you've got the book. He's the teacher. One more, unity. You is unity. How good. Psalm 133, verse 1. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. 
Amen. He can take bitter enemies and bring sin out of their life if they let them and bring them together. Unity. There's something about unity. Amen. You don't run off from God. You don't get mad at your brother and, and, and retain the Holy Spirit in your life. Unity. We are one in Christ. And, and V, that's got to be victory. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, Paul tells us there. Oh my. Paul says there, thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm almost out of ABCs. Almost. W, W, I want to say he's worthy. He's worthy of my praise. He's worthy of my adoration. He's worthy of my commitment. He's worthy of my sacrifices. He's worthy of my love. Psalm 18 and verse 3. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Worthy, worthy, W, W. And then we come to that, 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 that other letter. Next, X, X. Did you know that there is no, there's a lot, there's different kinds of musical instruments or reference referred to musical instruments. David made a bunch of them himself that they worshiped God playing those instruments. I never found one place where there was a xylophone. It wasn't invented yet, I guess. So I found no X, any word that starts with X. No, because, you know, well, I'm, this is me, my ABCs. There is no word to fully, accurately describe him. He is, he, he is, you heard Shadrach, Meshach, Lockridge. Oh, I wish I could tell you about him. Do you know him? All of the things that he said, he's not through. He didn't even get close to through. And after we've worshipped him for a thousand years, we'll still be praising him because there is no accurate, full, complete, 110% way of telling who he is and what he is. So let's just say to the ex, he's everything. Amen. He's everything. He's beyond our ability to fully describe him. And then in why? Well, I thought of the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. I like this verse and refer to it a different time or think of it different times where Paul says, for all the promises of God are in, in him, all the promises of God in him are, <laughs> not might be, not could be. He is a yea God. He is a yea. What he's doing is yea. It's not a maybe, could be, might be. No, sir. There are no, there are no might be's in, in that, their own chickens. But anyway, they, we are, he is in him, yea, and in him, amen. And Z, that's the last letter of your alphabet, Z. And I'm coming to the conclusion of, oh, I got nine minutes and 13 seconds left. Z is the last of our study from A to Z and Alpha to Omega as to who he is and what he is. Amen. I don't know what you think about Z, but I think of Zion. Zion. 
Zion. I know Zion is a location. I know that. The, the, the city of Zion is in Jerusalem. I know that. But who made Zion? Who's the author of Zion? Amen. Psalm 2 and 6. Listen to this. God says, Yea, yet have I set my king. Uh-huh. The one back there that old Shadrach spoke about. I've set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. And then in Psalm 50 and verse 2, 50 and verse 2, out of Zion, who, who brings the perfection of beauty, God hath shined out of Zion. One more verse, please, in Romans 11 and 26. I know it's not spelled the same because it's the Greek in the New Testament where it was Hebrew in the Old Testament. But I'd like this verse too. Amen. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm closing up here. In, in Romans chapter 11, Paul in chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11 of Romans, he's been teaching to the Jews. He's been talking about the Jews. In fact, he had said, would to God that could die for the Jews if it would mean saving of the Jews. It was his people. They were his people. And he loved his people. And he wanted to see them saved. And in, in chapter 11 and verse 25 of Romans, he said, blindness has happened to the people of Israel, to the Jew, until the fullness of the Gentiles. Oh, I like that word. Until the fullness of the Gentiles. That's uh, that's us. The fullness, the completeness of the church. When it's all up, summed up, if you will, the last one that's been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, and their name is, is inscribed in the Book of Life. When it's all over with, at the fullness of the Gentiles, blindness is going to be removed from the scales. Are going to be removed from the people of Israel's eyes. Well, listen to what it says. In Romans eleven twenty six, so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion, or if you will, the Old Testament, Zion, there shall come the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Now, I don't know what you think about when you read that verse of Scripture, but when I read that and think upon that verse of Scripture, I get stirred up on the inside, because it reminds me of Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11 where John said, I saw the heavens open and behold someone riding on a white horse. Woo! Crowns on his head. Hallelujah. And, and, and a flame of fire, sword, if you will, lightning, if you will, coming out of his mouth. And behind him, he said, was a great army of, of, of coming, riding on white horses, coming with him, coming down to this earth. He's coming to bring deliverance to his people. He's coming to set down righteousness, ungodliness, and to establish righteousness. He's coming to bring deliverance to the people of Israel. And I'm going to come with him. You're going to come with him. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Stand with me and let's praise him. Yea, he is Lord. Yea, he is master. Yea, he is healer. Hallelujah. He is deliverer. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I hope you're with him. I hope you're with him. I hope you're riding one of those horses. I hope you're among those that's clothed in white. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. He's my everything. He's my A to Z. He's my Alpha and Omega and everything in between. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. 
If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.